You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, forward, prohibited by law, 18 plus, terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey everyone, and welcome or welcome back to Take a Bow Podcast. I'm Sydney Lucas. And I'm Eli Tokash. <laughs> this is such a special episode. You guys, just a quick reminder, this is Sydney's last episode for some time. Uh-huh. So we wanted to use this episode to address some of the things that we have yet to talk about on the podcast. So we have no guest today. It's just Sydney and I talking about some events that we've done. We're going to give some audition tips and just talk about some special performances and award shows, ceremonies, and all of that fun stuff. So this is a special episode. And at the end, we're all going to send a happy trails to Sydney and we'll sing happy trails together. (laughs) Yeah, we'll see where this episode goes. Yeah. Like Eli said, at a young age, we were able to experience a lot of really cool stuff stuff and you know now with the podcast we get a chance to talk about that and being that this is my last episode as weekly co-host remember if you listen to last episode you'll know this but this doesn't mean goodbye forever don't be surprised if you see me or if you hear me in the future in future podcast episodes but yeah so we wanted to use this specific episode to talk about experiences that we've had the opportunity to be a part of should we talk about award ceremonies first maybe Yeah, let's talk about award ceremonies. Award ceremonies, I think they range for me from like laid back to really, you know, oh my gosh, what is going on? I can't believe I'm here. Couldn't agree more. And there's literally no in between. There's no in between. It's either one spectrum, like one end of the spectrum to the other. There's like literal no middle ground whatsoever. Exactly, exactly. So when I was in the off-Broadway run of Fun Home, when I was 10 years old, there was a buzz around Fun Home. got nominated for a lot of things, and it won awards. It won off-Broadway awards, such as Drama Desk Awards and Outer Critics Circle Awards, and, and the director and Lisa and Janine and Sam and a bunch of cast members, you know, got nominated for a bunch of different off-Broadway awards that I actually didn't even know were a thing until I was a part of them. I think one of the first awards I was ever nominated for was a Lucille Lortel award and that was the first I don't know if it was the first award show I ever went to but it was it was the first award show that I went to where I was nominated personally now what was that like sorry I'm I'm hopping in here what is that like here you are at this award show just 
you know, being one of the nominated actresses that are could possibly win an award tonight, and it's no big deal. You know what is that? It was it was really cool. I, the, honestly, the main thing I didn't actually end up winning. I was completely okay with that though. But the main thing that I remember about that specific award show, I remember hanging out like Noah Hinsdale, who played my brother in that mm-hmm. run of Fun Home. He was nominated as well for a Lucille Lortel. Award. Oh no way! Yeah, and so I think like Chris Fennick, who was who was our music director, was there. I I remembered. I think Janine was there and a bunch of other people were there. So before the award show, we all went to this restaurant slash bar, but obviously we didn't sit at the bar. We sat at this massive table and we just kind of hung out there. I remember getting my hair done. I remember curling my hair and (sighs) I remember having a conversation with someone about how this is so weird, but I remember someone being like, you cut your hair. And I was like, no, it's just curled. And so I I don't know why I remember that conversation. But the main thing that I remember about that award show was the people was hanging out with the people. And I remember sitting up with Noah in the audience. And, you know, reading his speech that he had prepared. And honestly, if I took anything from that, it was that we were doing it together. We were all doing it as a a family. I know. Honestly, this was the off Broadway. It was such a blur. All of the award shows that we had to go to, you know, when we were off Broadway, we probably went to to a bunch more events than we did when we were on Broadway, or at least I did. <laughs> it was insane. It was it was constant. Well, it makes sense. I mean, you're you're a new show that's like trying to grow yes. and trying to get your brand and name out there. So it makes sense because then there you created all this buzz by the time you came to Broadway that everyone kind of knew what it was so and that's kind of something that is common and isn't like it's not rare I guess I'm trying to say yeah it was getting a lot of a lot of recognition like oh what's this new show about right because fun home you know you don't necessarily get the whole meaning of the show by the name yeah just by the name exactly and you know I, I I also think the experience of being in a show that was getting that recognition is rare. Like, I, I don't think a lot of mm. shows go through that, you know, from from like just off Broadway. Like, everyone's like, ooh, what's this? Ooh, it's getting nominated for so many different things. I don't, a lot of people don't get to experience that, and I'm so grateful that, that I was able to. I can talk about the Obie Awards. The Obie Awards are these awards that recognize off Broadway, possibly off off Broadway as well, but I think mainly off-Broadway and... Wait, what is off-off-Broadway? I think it's... Do you know how off-Broadway the... It's just the number of seats. I think off off Broadway is uh, is, another, is even less seats than off Broadway. Got it. But like black box kind of thing. Yeah, I think so. Maybe. Okay. I'm not quite sure actually. All right. Um. We'll we'll clarify later. We'll, we'll <laughs> clarify. But the Obie Awards. This was actually the first award that I ever won, and I also happen to be the youngest person to ever win that award. Um, I was ten when I when I won it, and. Cash. <laughs> 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 it was it was honestly I didn't know this at the time but my parents had already been informed that I was going to win. No. And I didn't know this. So Stop. On, I know. And so on the Obie Awards I was supposed to perform. So I I performed my song Ring of Keys. I went backstage, I changed back in, into my dress. It was a hot pink dress that actually I wore again for my 6th grade prom. Oh. Yes. Yeah, so 8th no, 
We didn't have prom in sixth grade. No, it was a sixth grade dance. It was sixth. Oh, grade. the dance. Yes. I'm sorry. Maybe it wasn't a prom, but it was a it was a dance. So oh I I wore I just rewore that dress for the sixth grade dance. Um, honestly, this was a. Could you imagine just <laughs> being a 11 year old girl saying I wore this dress to a award show that I actually won the award in, and now I'm showing up to a school dance in this dress, <laughs> and I, I mean dress. That's incredible. I I love that. You know, it's so weird. A lot of something that people don't talk about is you're not really supposed to rewear dresses apparently. And so when we were oh, going really? to all, Yeah, apparently we, we were going to like all these award shows and we were being told no, you have to have a different completely different dress for every single one. And we had never experienced this. So we were just like, "Oh my gosh, we, we don't have a dress for this. We have to go get a dress." This Oh my and I I had just an uh, entire closet full of these dresses and then I would wear all of them and then we would be like, "What are we what are we going to do now? Like what are we going to do with these dresses?" Luckily, I have a a baby cousin who I pretty much Oh my I, god, that's amazing. Yeah, I give I give me down. I, yeah, she pretty much has all of my all of my award show dresses now. You have to keep them in the family. You can't just throw them out. I mean, those yeah. are kind of big deals. Yeah, I know. And she's actually around the size where she's wearing them now, which is awesome. And so, so she'll cute. and so I'll see photos on Facebook of her wearing them, and I'm just oh. like, oh my gosh, it's the pretty. Facebook. What is that? The Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, my my aunt's Facebook. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so yeah, she gets all my dresses, but it was so it was so weird how just in a blink of an eye, all of a sudden we had to have all these outfits that we were constantly just getting new dresses and new outfits and getting them tailored and. All this kind of stuff. But anyway, for the Obie Awards, I performed Ring of Keys. I went backstage. And, and in order to go back into the audience, you kind of have to go to the red carpet first and then go into the audience. After I performed and I got changed back into my dress, we went back to the red carpet and I took a few photos just on the red carpet. But my parents were, my parents and another person, they were rushing me to get back to my seat because apparently it was close to my category. I was like, no just gonna stay here and they were like no we have to get back to the seat little did I know like I said they knew I was going to win and so we're sitting in our seats and then the the people called my name they said I won and I reacted normally I was was (coughs) excited but I will tell you what I can tell oh my gosh I know my mom so well I can (laughs) tell when she's lying about something I know when she's not being truthful and her reaction to me was just so it wasn't you know genuine. didn't seem genuine mom yeah <laughs> and and I went up there I we wrote you know my my parents helped me write this speech and I said this speech it was my first ever award I was super excited went to the red carpet took some photos with my plaque and then I went over to my mom and I was like what was that reaction about what what's uh, going on? And she eventually told me that they already knew. I was so wow. mad. I don't I remember being like so mad. I was like, no, I wanted I wanted this to be like all of us. Like we're excited together. I, obviously, I'm not mad. I'm not actually <laughs> mad anymore, but I remember being like not too pleased in the moment, but still super grateful. Yeah. The whole like fun part about award ceremonies is that you really have no clue what's gonna happen and you wanna share that with the others. So when others know what happens, it's not as fun, you yeah, know? And like fa- I- it, it, and the fact that everyone knew but yeah. me, I felt Wait, so stupid. <laughs> so I have to ask you a question. Now, do you know 
if that is something that is common in award shows or is that kind of just like for the that specific it one? depends for none okay. of the other award shows i oh it's only that one new it first i i think someone at the public theater i think told my told my parents mm. and we're just like by the way after her performance you have to get back to your seat pretty quickly because she's gonna win but don't tell her this oh gotcha and so i think that's why my parents knew so that you know that we sense. would all be in the right place at the right time and i'm so oh my gosh i'm so grateful for my parents it was honestly such a cool night and i was so happy and so grateful and Aww. and i was like oh my gosh this is like my first ever award and you know i got to experience the the drama desk awards oh my gosh i remember i remember the drama desk awards i also performed in most of these award shows i had to perform ring of keys i performed ring of keys and I remember Laura Benanti was hosting the Drama Desk Awards the year that I got nominated. And I did my sound check because you have to do a sound check before every before the award show. And I'm pretty sure it's the day of you do your sound check the day of. And so I did my sound check and then I was told that Laura Benanti wanted to see me in her dressing room. And so oh. I, I went to I went to Laura's dressing room and she was like, hey, after your performance, I'm going to come on and I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to do this silly bit. And I want you to say this. I want you to say it was something like dignity, whatever happened to dignity or, or something like that. And she was like, just say that. OK. And I was like, OK, got it. And she was like, this is just just. I, it's gonna be like a surprise but just just say that trust me and I was like okay that's awesome and so I did the performance she, whatever you say Laura <laughs> yeah well, I was like whatever you want whatever you say and and uh, I did my performance and she came on I don't remember what the bit was but I think she came on with this like funny costume or whatever and I remember not quite understanding what my subtext was supposed to be I remember being like what what does this line mean but I never asked because I was just young and I didn't know to ask but apparently I said it right. I said it the correct way. And uh -uh. and we got it got a huge laugh. But I also didn't know what it meant. But yeah, and so then I walked off stage. I didn't end up winning that year. But the next year, my brother Jake and I, we got to go back and we got to be the opening that year's Drama Desk Awards. And Laura Benanti was also, I'm pretty sure, hosting this year. Oh my god. And so we had to... I remember Gentleman's Guide to Love and Murder was the opening of the year previously of the year prior and this year my brother and I got to do this little skit that we that we made up just to tell everyone the whole rules like remember no flash photography it was this funny skit that we made up and and we had like and it was just you two it was just us it was just oh us. my god and we got to like walk the red carpet <sighs> and I know it was so much fun and then we did the opening to the to the Drama Desk Awards. And then there was the Drama League Awards, which I have to say was probably one of the coolest award shows I've ever been to. The Drama League Awards. Uh, there were, I can't tell you how many people were there. There were Denzel Washington, Sutton Foster, oh Neil Patrick God. Harris, Tyne Daly, Daniel Radcliffe, mm. Kelly O'Hara, Adrian Lennox. There. What's interesting about the Drama League Awards, so before everything happens, all of the nominees, and I was nominated alongside Michael Cerberus, all of the nominees go into this giant green room. I, I remember I remember sitting in a bunch of these chairs that they had in, in the green room, but they were all just kind of lined up and they had all of the all of the nominees sitting in these chairs. And I remember going up to Daniel Radcliffe and being like, oh my gosh, I'm such a huge fan. And he was actually like one of the nicest people in the entire world and has an incredible memory, actually. And he's uh -uh. very he's very present. 
and then we go onto this stage, all of us, probably, I, I don't know how many there are. There are probably 50 or more nominees. There was Jesse Tyler Ferguson there. Like, I can't, I can't tell you how many incredible people there are, but we all go onto this stage, and on this stage, there are rows of tables and chairs, and they are all... Like an audience, the first row is a little bit below the second row, which is a little bit below the third row. And so you can see all of the different guests. And we, we all sit on our reserved spot on this long table. And it's interesting because it, it's this massive, massive, massive room. It's like a ballroom. And, <clears throat> and the nominees are on the stage, but all of the attendees of the award show such as, you know, my parents or the the producers and directors of the shows that have actors nominated, they're all sitting in these circular tables all around this ballroom eating food. And on stage, we are also given food. And so for the majority of the show, it is us eating food in front of an audience. And I remember most of the time, Michael Service and I were just whispering back and forth being like, how do we do this? Like, how do we, we're eating in front of them. Do we, are we supposed to be polite or, or <laughs> much? Are, how, oh are we God. supposed to eat? Like we're eating in front of people. Like <laughs> it's, so you feel oddly vulnerable. You're like, am I, is my mouth, do I have something in my teeth? Yeah. And so we were just going back and forth, trying to figure out what the proper etiquette was in this kind of situation. And there comes a point in the show where every single person is supposed to say some kind of acceptance speech before any winner is announced. By the way, we are all nominated technically against each other. Only one per one person can win. And so, like, the fact that I was nominated alongside, like, Michael and, and like I said, Denzel Washington and freaking Tyne Daly and Neil Patrick Harris, it was so, so surreal and I remember, like I said, my, my parents helped me write a speech for this for this thing, which we were all supposed to kind of say something. It didn't have to be a speech, but I decided to make mine a, a short little speech. And I remember specifically part of my speech. I had met Sutton Foster before, but I but I had met her when I was like five. Long story short, she came to my kindergarten class and my my kindergarten class it's it's a whole other story, but a bunch of a bunch of Broadway stars came to this specific kindergarten class, and it was the most it was the thing that ignited my my passion for acting. And I remember in my speech, I said something like, "Sutton, I know you don't remember me, but I met you before." And I remember her having a facial expression of like, "Who is this kid?" And I think Neil Patrick Harris won that year, and it was it was just I mean, this award show was just us eating, talking for a second, sitting back down, and then eating. And uh. it was so much fun. And I remember afterwards, we the same exact day, we went to something that had to do with the Outer Critics Circle Awards, and Sutton Foster was there. And I remember being like, okay, so you know me now because I put you in my speech. Um, let me take your hand and let me just bring you along wherever I go. And she just kind of let me. She, she was just allowing me to dra to drag her around this room talking to different people. She was the sweetest woman. And uh, I actually got to go back the next year. I wasn't nominated, uh, but Michael and Judy Kuhn were nominated for Drama League Awards. And what's cool about Drama League Awards is once you win it once, you can't win it ever again. Um, but I got to be in the audience this time watching everyone eat on stage. 
and Stephen <laughs> Boyer was the host. And at one point, I remember he said he he knew about Fun Home and he knew in Fun Home there were three different Allisons. And he he once said, uh, where's the littlest lesbian? And he was referring to me because I in Fun Home, I was the littlest lesbian. And I was sitting at my Fun Home table way far in the back of the room. And my Fun Home table basically forced me to stand on a chair and just wave to Stephen Boyer on stage who was asking for the littlest lesbian. And so that was fun. And yeah, I'm there are other award shows. I want to I want to hear more about your stuff. I I also at some point I should probably talk about the Theater World Awards because that probably was the coolest experience, one of the coolest experiences I've ever had. But I've talked enough about uh, award shows for this moment. I mean, you can't leave us hanging like that. <laughs> or do you want to keep this I feel like I've been talking for three centuries i know i kind of thought like once we started i was like maybe we should do like you one ceremony for you one ceremony for me one ceremony for you <laughs> and now we're just like both gonna have a bunch of a big chunk yeah, of like talking about a work i want to hear i want to hear more about about your ceremonies and and your experiences and i'll, t- I'll talk about all that my other stuff later yeah okay so the kids of finding neverland were asked to be a guest judge at the Jimmy Awards. Oh, and so it was cool. a- it was actually the year that Eva Noblezada won. And like that year, as soon as she won that, she went right into Miss Saigon. I guess the casting director was in the audience and she was like, yep, that's her. Like, we want her. Yeah. And now she's been in that and she's been in Town, and she's just killing it. So that was one of the coolest experiences ever. Actually, fun fact, I just found the picture the other day because it was like this day, like six or five or six years ago. I don't know. Sometimes your phone does that. And in the picture were all the guest judges. And actually, Michael Service was in the picture. No way. So, So me, him, Shahadi, Shahadi was one of the guest judges. So all the Lion King kids, all the Finding Neverland kids, and then because it took place in the Minskoff, mm-hmm. and then so it was me, Michael Service, and there was one more person that I was like, oh my god, we've had them on too. Like, I was like, I, I don't know, oh I have to go gosh. find the photo. So yeah, the kids were actually allowed to sit front row in the audience during the performances, and it was probably a bad idea, but it was totally worth it. As a kid, like, that was the coolest thing ever, because... It's just like a bunch of kids like looking up at adults, not adults, but like to us they were because, you know, we're like 10, 12 and these people are like college, high school. So we're like kind of looking up to them. And then before and after they're coming up to us being like, oh my God, like I I love you. Like I love your shows. Like I look up to you. And we were like, what? Like that's so cool. Like, and um, so I don't know. It was a cool dynamic there. And then during the performance, it was fun because you know we were able to meet a lot of the contestants beforehand, um, and then met the rest after, and they really like played with us during the show. And I don't know if you guys know it, like the Jimmy Awards, it's not an award ceremony for shows on Broadway and stuff like that. I think it's actually just high school students. Um, it's just high school students who were nominated from their schools or programs or whatever it may be uh, across the across the country and they come together and they do a performance from the show that they've been nominated from and then they do like their dream roles and like 
complete opposite to them and like they have like all kinds of different categories and there's like four rounds and each round obviously they go smaller and smaller so there's a group number and then there's four singular rounds where everyone kind of has like a solo and it's like this like three-hour event and it's super fun and it just showcases so many people's talent that um may not have gotten the opportunity to perform on a broadway stage ever and now they did and they highlighted their talent and now a lot of them have been on broadway andrew barth feldman was a jimmy award winner so just like renee rapp so they have a huge history of like big names that are now on broadway and continue to work to share that with just the other kids that like i knew like it was just the coolest thing ever and it was actually funny because (laughs) don't judge me but i i'm a huge like when I was younger, I mean, did you watch Disney Channel when you were younger? Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so at the time, one of the biggest shows on Disney Channel was Stuck in the Middle. Oh, yes. And and I met Jenna Ortega. Wow. Because she was there. She wasn't performing. She was just, like, in the audience. And I thought it was, like, the coolest thing ever. Like, I thought I was looking at a god and, like, a goddess, I guess. And she literally was the nicest person. She, I was fangirl, fanboying over her, and then she was fangirling over me. And I was like, "Oh my god, you're on Disney Channel!" But she was like, "You're on Broadway," and Whoa. I was like, "Oh my god, you're like the coolest person." And I always moment. thought she was like one of the prettiest girls ever, mm. too. Like I was obsessed with her, mm-hmm. and she's the girl on you as well, like now, um, on Netflix. Mm-hmm. So I met her, like, I just met so many cool people and uh, was able to share that experience with so many Broadway celebrities. And I met so many cool people like Eva. And then also just working alongside, like, casting directors, like, they were asking 10 kids for their opinions about how the performance is going. And I was like, um, you literally do this as, like, your job and you're asking like us that's so cool so we like we gave them our answers and like we knew like right away I think everyone in the audience knew like who was gonna win I don't know if we had too much of an impact on their decision but um our our decision was ultimately what they ended up going with so I thought it was pretty cool yeah so that was one of the coolest experiences ever just to be like a guest judge as like a 12 year old and it was just like fun to like that they asked us all to do that and just be a part of history really um and just being a part of that that award show um but also I was nominated for a Jeff award which is like a regional Tony award like so you know, like Tony's are like for New York and then like the Jeffs are for uh, Chicago and then LA has one. And like, so all like the major theater towns have that uh, award ceremonies and stuff. So I was nominated for a Jeff award for my role in Trevor the musical. And I, I'll never forget that day. Like, like you said, you know, I was like, Oh, I got to get like the coolest suit that I can find. <laughs> and like, I, I got to look so good. And I'm going to walk the red carpet. And I'm going to be with my entire cast and all the other nominees and everything like that. 
And actually, all the nominees, most of them, I don't know if all of them, but I know most of them were actually have all been on Broadway and they were doing these shows to hopefully get shows to Broadway. So we were all kind of in the same boat and it was just really cool to be in the company with them as well as to sharing the experience with your cast. I know you touched on it before, but just sharing that experience with your family that you've been with and you've worked so hard with for such a long time, like it makes the world of a difference. It really does. And like, obviously, like their performances and their work and their rehearsal and everything impacts yours and impacts your performance and how you created this character. So really, like without them, I wouldn't have even been nominated, you know, so like, it's just everyone impacts everyone. It's truly a team effort in any show. So just to like be able to experience that with them, it was as if we were all nominated. It really felt that way. Um, And we were uh, nominated for best show and that we were actually, Trevor was the show that was nominated for the most awards that year. Um, So that was really cool. Yeah. So, so it was a blast. And like you said, you know, you, you meet up at at a restaurant that's like super close (laughs) to the theater and you kind of like hang out, you grab some Shirley Temple's wink, wink. Um, (laughs) Unless like, if you're a kid, we had the Shirley Temple. It's literally the Shirley Temple. Is that a, is that a universal experience? Do all kids do Shirley? That was my go-to drink. Always Shirley Temple's. I think it's that um, that's like the fanciest kid drink, Mm -hmm. you know, like, Mm -hmm. and then there's also this thing called a Roy Roger, which is like Coke and grenadine. So it's the same thing, just not Sprite. Um, Yeah. So like those were like my go to. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm having a Shirley Temple or I'm having a Roy Roger. Cheers. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, it's fantastic. It's so good. I'm a big Coke drinker. So oh, really? I don't, I, yeah. Oh my God. I literally, I'm obsessed. I want to be sponsored by Coke, but that's a whole nother story. Um, I love how we all just, both of us continue to just go on tangents. Um, so, but it, it really does like sharing that opportunity and experience with your cast and the people like the writers the director like everyone who's like helped guide you my family like literally we had to split up again you know we finally all came to new york and then we were split up because we had to go to chicago like it was like madness so i mean just to experience all of that and i got to experience it with my grandpa who actually came along and my great aunt everyone who like during Trevor, I literally had a new parent every week because people could only take like a week off of work. So it was like my grandpa, my grandpa for two, my dad for like one, my mom for one, uh, Tessie for like a month. So she was able to come during the summer. Um, and then my auntie Lane and all of these people, my Bubba and Judge you who listen every week, they were here for like a week or two. Uh, it was so cool to be there and have that honor and to share it with literally everyone because literally everyone in my life was part of that journey. Like was yeah. such a fun thing. It was a really cool experience. And like you said, it was actually the first um, award ceremony that I've went to that I've been nominated. Not my first award ceremony that I've attended, but the yeah. first one I was nominated for. So just like that was like a whole nother thing and like the nerves and like, but like fun and exciting and excitement and all of these things. Um, it's just like the coolest experience. So that's a little bit about my stories. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But let's, I want to hear, I want to get to your uh, theater critic awards. And then I want to talk about some other fun things. Going back to Shirley Temple's for the Tony Awards, we had to go to a bunch of luncheons, which are the best Honestly, I I love them. I love them. I love them. I love them. Anytime I would get an email being like, they're asking if you want to go to this luncheon, I would be like, yes, food. And they always had such good food. I loved it. I loved it so much. But for the for the Tony Awards luncheon, sorry, my point, my point in this is if you look up photos of me at luncheons, in most every luncheon, you will see me holding a Shirley Temple. And I just found one. I looked one up and it's so cool to like experience it with like legit legends like you know and like people that you just like know and you don't even like realize you know I'm so grateful and that I like know this person like to think that you know you know that you know Kelly O'Hara and like Michael Cerveris and like with me with Matthew Morrison and Kelsey Grammer and like uh Hugh Jackman and all of these people like it's just so hard to believe that like you don't realize because you're working with them. So they're just like another person, but like you reflect on it and you're like, wow, like I shared this moment and like one of the most incredible moments in my life, a milestone in my life with a legend. Like like it's so cool. Very Uh, true. Yeah. And Ruthie Ann Miles is a perfect example of that. Exactly. He's a Broadway legend. Yeah, I, I, when we said Shirley, Shirley Temple, I was, I, that photo actually came to my mind. I remember hanging out with Emily and Ruthie. We were just all talking. I think we were all in the same category. Um, yes, we were all in the same category. Oh my God. And, and I, I think you can see Emily in the back in the photo that I just sent you. Yeah, and so we were. I, I remember just immediately everyone I saw everyone holding these drinks and I was like oh I gotta be holding a drink and so I, I went to the bar I was like can I please have a Shirley Temple and it looks just like the color she has too they're exactly, both red drinks exactly everyone was I'm having t- red drinks I was like what are I'm these t- <laughs> I'm telling you right now there's something in kids brains that just think that they are on another level when they have a Shirley Temple in their hand there I'm telling you about it and it's it's a beautiful thing. So yeah, and every time I have a Shirley Temple, I'm brought back to those moments because I I had one at every single at any time I could have a Shirley Temple, I had a Shirley Temple. Yeah, I I mean I think we should all celebrate. Like so, when we all sing Happy Trails later, we all need to grab a Shirley Temple or Roy Roger. Yeah. and sing Happy Trails and cheers. Yeah, <laughs> when this whole when we're able to see each other safely again, we are going to. Sit down with a nice cold Shirley Temple. 
There you go. <laughs> there you go. I hope everyone's craving it by the end of the episode. So do I. I'm already. I already crave it. I want one. Okay, so talk to me about the. the is th- it the Theater World Award? Yes, the Theater World Awards. I want to hear about it. So the Theater. You've World- left us in suspense. <laughs> so the Theater World Awards are really cool because you can only get nominated for at least, and I don't know if there are multiple different categories, but. Technically, there it, there aren't nominations. It's if they say you are nominated for it, you have already won it. Wait, what does that mean? So the Theater World Awards, I don't know if there are multiple different categories, but my category was Outstanding Debut Performance. Mm. And I don't know if it's for Broadway or Off-Broadway, but it, it has to... I think it's for Broadway because um, it has to do with your debut performance. And you can only get nominated on your debut performance. So you can only get nominated once when the list goes out and it says everyone who's nominated people aren't up against each other like they're any like emily also she was nominated but she also won we both everyone Mm. everyone who is quote-unquote nominated has already won yeah that's awesome wins that's so cool yeah so there is no who's gonna win it's we already know we're those are the people these are the people that are going to be getting the awards if you're if their name is on there then they're getting the award you know what? I love that because oftentimes, like, award ceremonies can be tough on a lot of people. Yeah. Um, especially because it's like, it sucks to like put it this way, but in a way, it is a comparison, like a comparison. Yep. And a comparison, excuse me. Um, the comparison. What am I saying? <laughs> um, and so. What is in that like, bottle, Eli? It's just water. I swear. <laughs> I wish there was a no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, because oftentimes a comparison and I don't know, like it can affect a lot of people, you know, you don't know how things can go. And like actors like the in the theater and arts community, there's a high number of people that deal with mental mental health problems. And yeah. like, I feel like those award ceremonies are kind of part of it because, you know, you have this like big league who's basically comparing uh, actors and then so like of course everyone else is gonna go on social media and do the same yeah you know like and it's and it's like sucks because i feel like the arts and theater and every like community should be super supportive you know supportive yeah exactly and just like you know you were honored for this so like here you go like yeah it's not like you didn't lose not like you lost anything right so like it was huge it props was, yeah. to it. It was you huge. won it with the, and there's no chance of losing. Right. And I love that. So like huge props to the Theater World Awards. Yeah. I think that's so cool. Yeah. I agree, honestly. Um and Michael Service, who 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 was one of our past guests who played my dad in Fun Home, he was also he also won that award. Um and he told me that um it was one of the most meaningful awards he had ever received especially because you can only ever win it once in your life and so it was interesting because the theater world awards they took place immediately after one of the fun one of our shows and so i loved the autograph line oh my gosh we called it the second act i loved going there and I would 99% of the time go to the autograph line. There were only two times, only two times I had ever done a performance and not gone to the autograph line, you know, finished a performance and not gone to the autograph line. 
And the first time I ever did that was because after the performance, Michael, Emily, and I had to rush to our dressing rooms, put on our dresses, put on our suits, and get all glammed up. And within like 10 minutes of ending the show, we had to be in a car on our way to the Theater World Awards to to accept our awards. And so I remember after after the awards, Emily, Michael and I, we 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 just bolted off the stage and my mom came back. Normally, parents don't come backstage um, right. often, but my, my mom came back to my dressing room and she helped me get into my dress and and help me do my. Is this after a night show? Yes, this is after a night show. Oh, my God. So the award ceremony is at like 11. Yeah, it's pretty late. Oh, my God. Yeah. And and so we all got ready as fast as humanly possible, and we all got in a car and went to the Theater World Awards. And that meant that I couldn't do the autograph line, and I was so sad. But I, I remember, I think I, I told one of the security guards who was going to be there, I remember I told them, like, please tell them I'm sending everyone at the autograph line my love, and I'm sorry I couldn't make it. Yeah, and then we went to the Theater World Awards. We had to immediately go backstage and wait in the wings because I, I think we were, our turn to accept our awards were were very soon. And so we did, and it's on. It's this giant block of glass that has our names on it, like engraved, right? Yeah, engraved on it, exactly. Oh my god! And we had these speeches prepared. Um, and Michael was a presenter. And uh, it was so cool and and so touching. Sydney actually showed me her award, and it's actually one of the prettiest pieces of like I don't oh, even know what it is, but it's so beautiful. Want, oh, I remember when you came to my apartment, right? Yeah. Yep. I remember it's, that. It's gorgeous. It's it's really one of the pretty. prettiest awards I've ever seen. Yeah. It's really pretty. The if anyone wants to know the other time that I couldn't do the autograph line, it's because I I don't remember what it was, but I had I would I had to do this kind of topical cream on something, um, like on like my arm, ar- like my arms and stuff, and uh, it, like mid show, my stomach, I was in such excruciating pain, it was ridiculous. I barely could stand up. And immediately when I went off stage, I I just curled up into a ball and just laid on the floor. I could not I I could not do it, but I was like I'm finishing until the finale. And so that yeah, so there I I was hanging out with my my friends, literally just laying on the floor in agony. And and then I did the finale, went off stage, and I was like I actually can't stand up straight, so I need to I need to, I need my dad to to take me out the back way. But oh I, I think I also sent my love to the people in the autograph line. But I, I genuinely couldn't. I was physically shivering on my way home. It wasn't hot, but that's how much pain I was in. I was shivering. And I think it was because of the, you know, the thing that I had to The cream. On, this medicated cream. And so we didn't use that anymore. Yeah, I was just going to say, hopefully that wasn't an option. <laughs> I know. And then, and, and like, it wasn't, it wasn't like I ingested it. It was, you put it like on your skin. Um, But I just had this most horrible reaction to it. And it, I was in oh so gosh. much pain and, and we figured it out and I never had that reaction again. <laughs> So another fun thing, uh, we'll we'll talk a little bit about special events. Um, we'll make it quick because we we've talked so much already about um, fun ceremonies that we've attended. I just wanted to mention quickly a big event that um, I always love to perform in, and I got the honor of 
performing it in twice was Broadway and Bryant Park. Obviously, so many people have heard about it because, yeah, it's this huge, you always get a huge crowd in the middle of Bryant Park and you're literally just singing out in the open. And it's such a fun, such a fun uh, event that they do. So I think it's one of the, also one of the most fun events that I've ever done because literally there's about 18 shows I'd say that performs each day. And so that's like, a it's like a bunch of people. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how much, um, obviously because some shows will only send one person to like sing a solo. Um, but also like some people send over, multiple people to do either like a duet or for finding neverland we sang um we're all made of stars and then the next year we did when your feet don't touch the ground so that year we sent four people and then the other year we sent two so like it just varied but it was always so much fun and there was like this trailer in the middle of bryant park for all of the actors to just like go and hang out until it was your turn and you get to like meet all these amazing people during it and i don't know like it was always just a blast and it was so much fun and it's it's similar to like you know the macy's thanksgiving day parade where um when we performed there we were just kind of like they had a trailer sitting out for us when just to like not stand in the either blazing hot heat or the freezing cold it was it was so much fun and it's a it, those events are always awesome because you're like performing outside so that's like definitely like something new and it keeps it fun and you know you have a huge much bigger audience than you do in your theater um and it's just like out in the open and you're everyone's coming together and it just is a great uh, representation and like a great example of how like arts brings everyone together because everyone's meeting new people and becoming friends just because they all love Broadway and they wanted to see a show perform like and possibly meet the performer like it's always such a cool thing those events that are outside and just take place out in the open that like anyone can meet anyone and it's just a great time so that's a fun one and then Sydney and I have a fun experience where we've both sung the national anthem at a sporting event (laughs) we have to keep it quick so we'll glance over it but sydney do you want to talk a little bit about your experience sure Oh my gosh. So my brother and I actually, I'm, 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 I'm glad I didn't do this alone because it was actually one of the most terrifying things I've ever done. But we got to perform the national anthem at two different uh, Knicks games. And the first time we performed, this was, I think I was in the off-Broadway run of Fun Home. This was before Fun Home went to Broadway. Jake was in, I think Jake was in a Christmas story. Yeah, Jake was in a Christmas story at the time. And uh, the first time we ever did it, I was so nervous. I was so nervous. And my my throat was just, I, I was like, oh, I need water. No, I don't need water. No, I need water. I don't need water. And I actually, Jake sang the harmony for that one. And I sang, no, 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 no. Jake sang the melody for that one. And I sang the lower harmony because Jake always had a higher voice than I did. It was just what, before his voice changed, he just had a higher voice than I did. And so we, we, we made this beautiful, beautiful arrangement and we sang it and it went super well. Oh my gosh, it was so much fun. Then once we finished, we got to meet some of the best some of the players. And then we, we got cotton candy and we went, they, we, they had seats reserved for us. And then we just enjoyed the show. And then the next time we did it was 
Well, yeah, just, just show. Um, yeah, no, we, I totally get what you mean. I just loved it. The game, the game. It totally is a show, let's be real. Yeah, it is. It really is. Uh, and then the second time we did it was after Fun Home, after the Tony Awards, which the Tony Awards was the most terrifying thing in my life. So I feel like after the Tony Awards, nothing was really phasing me at that point because I had already been through, you know, that kind of level of fear. And so this time... I was cool as a cucumber and Jake was freaking the heck out. And so we switched roles. And not only that, my voice was now higher than his because I had been singing on Broadway for so long. And and all of my in in some songs in Fun Home, I, I, my singing part actually was raised higher. Uh, and his voice obviously was changing because he was a teenager. So now I was singing the high melody and he was singing the lower harmony. And then we did pretty much the same exact thing. This time it was me calming him down, whereas the first time it was him calming me down. And then we we met some of the players, grabbed our cotton candy, and enjoyed the game. I love it. It was at Madison Square Garden, by the way. Um, I don't know if it it was which Jake had already been in for Christmas Story because they you you guys did madison square christmas sorry madison square garden and so it was just so it was literally home for him pretty much yeah i have to say although i we performed in like madison square garden the theater and the the arenas or rink depending on what sports playing Mm -hmm. um it takes place in the same place but the theater is is separate so i've actually although i performed at madison square garden i've never performed in like the arenas or rink and that's always been a huge bucket list of mine to honestly like sing the national anthem at any game. I've sung it at the Penguins game before, like in Pittsburgh, but to do that in like New York, I, I hate to say it, but I would even put one of the jerseys on whoever I'm singing for, but whatever. That's a whole nother story. I, that's just me being a sport, uh, a nerd. Um, sorry. I, I actually had the opportunity to like similar to you, but I sang it at the MetLife stadium. So that's where the giants and the jets play. So cool. Yeah. So, okay. First of all, I'm going to talk about the process and everything like that, but then I have to ask you a question that I, I don't know. (laughs) Well, I'll get there. Trust me. There's a really important question at the end of this. Okay. Uh, Just, so just keep your ears, ears open. (laughs) Ears, eyes open. Ears, um, eyes open. Mind. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. So, okay, this was probably the one of, like, at the time, the most nerve-wracking thing ever for me. Mm. It was on a Saturday. It, it was one of the games that, like, didn't fall on a Sunday because it was like later in the season and 
it was on a Saturday, and we had a two-show day. Oh, my God. And it was, like, so terrifying. Like, literally, it was in between shows that I had to go no. travel and be late for the next one. For, like, be late to my call time for the next one. In okay. between shows? Yes. Oh, my gosh. No, it was the craziest thing ever. So, literally, during my matinee, all I can think about is performing the national anthem for the Giants, for the New York freaking Giants at the MetLife Stadium where, like, literally every, like, A-list celebrity has performed in. And, like, that's where they play the football games. There's like, a video hello? of this, by the way. Yes, it's on YouTube. Of course there's a video of this. Oh, my gosh. But, oh, my God, I can't believe I just said that because that's so, oh, my God. I don't know why <laughs> I exposed myself like that. It's yes. when I was, like, super small. My voice is so high. It's ridiculous. Anyways, voice. You still thank do. you. Thank, thank you. So literally during my matinee, all I can think about is singing the national anthem. Yeah. And I probably had like three like complete mishaps, like where I either sang the wrong words or I said the wrong line or missed a cue and Chris picked it up or someone like, I, I don't know. It was craziness because literally all I could think about was, oh my God, I have to sing the national anthem at the Giants game tonight. And literally after the show, I'm going to have to change so fast so that I can get in my car and drive, like, and just book it. And they, like, sent a driver. It was the first time I, like, had a driver, um, not, like, on set for, like, something. They, like, sent a driver to my theater to pick me up and then go to the Giants game and then bring me back. So it was craziness. So after the performance ended, I, like, sprinted. And I was like, I got to go, I got to go, I got to go. And so... I, I made it and it was the coolest thing ever because I wanted to be there as early as I possibly could because I wanted to like really soak it all in and I knew that like it was not something that was going to happen every day. And so like I got there and like the warmups were just starting. And so like they let me go on the field and like Odell Beckham Jr. was on the team at the time and Eli Manning was still playing and all of these players like Sterling Shepard, Victor Cruz, like they were still playing and it was like madness. So like I was on cloud nine, all of these people like they were coming up to me, shaking my hand, you're singing the national anthem, that's awesome, whatever. And it, it was like literally one of the coolest experiences ever. And they were like, Every player was so nice and every player like introduced themselves to me. Like I thought it was the coolest thing ever. And then, so they go back in a dressing room and they get the field ready and they have to, you know, get all their pads and their Jersey and stuff on. So there's like some time period and they had like a separate dressing room for me. And I thought like, Oh my God, like I'm in like a dressing room at the MetLife stadium. And you know, Beyonce has been in this dressing room before. Like, this is awesome. And, like, all of these things. So, I don't know. I really, like, just, like, thinking about it like that just, like, made me even more nervous. And just, like, I hyped it all up so much that I was so nervous. So, now, time for the performance. And here's where my question comes in. Singing the national anthem is just such an honor. And so, like, I think that was why I was so nervous, especially because my grandpa, my grandpa has, like, he was he's a veteran and he's fought in vietnam and like all of that so like i just wanted to do him justice and he actually like went with me he was the person we took yeah so when i was singing you hear like this incredible 
echo. Mm-hmm. And it's unlike any other performance that I've ever done. Is that also, I didn't know if that was because I was outside or what it was. Is that kind of similar to what happened to you during the Knicks game? Everyone was telling us, like, don't be alarmed if you hear an echo. And I thought it was right. going to be way more of a problem than it actually was. I was terrified. Of, oh, what really? Echo? I was like, what, what are we, are we going to be able to hear ourselves or is the echo going to be distracting? And everyone was like, don't worry. Just, it's just, we just need you to know. And that terrified me the most. I thought the echo was going to be just debilitating. Right. It wasn't actually, I don't even remember hearing an echo. I, I remember hearing like a slight echo, but it honestly, it honestly came off as our voices soaring through the audience. That's literally just wasn't what it was for us. Maybe it's a thing like with outdoor but arenas or something. Also, the MetLife Stadium is way bigger than the next stadium yeah well the thing is is that i had a sound check for it like a couple days before and with an empty arena it really wasn't that bad so i was like oh like it's fine like i got this like whatever no big deal and like then come time to the performance they were like oh you're gonna need an earplug and you're gonna need some headphones and like all of these things like so i had them in while i was singing and i was like what is this for and then sure enough i was like oh i hear it and honestly, like you could totally hear it in my YouTube video, like that you if mm. you and like now, like ever since I never noticed it before, but like you could totally notice for like halftime performances or whatever it may be like for a performance at like sporting events, you like can totally see like an echo and like hear it. And it's just like really bizarre. Interesting. Yeah, I and I never noticed it until like I experienced it. I will tell you what, though. There's mm-hmm. something different about theater fans and sports fans. Absolutely. Performing in front of sports fans. Completely different game. Oh my god. You up. Oh For my real. god. And I love I love it how the highest part in the song, they just start screaming and I'm like, "Yes, oh my gosh, this is, I wish I had this instant gratification from from like theater." Right? <laughs> so like it totally you're totally right because I was so nervous and then all of a sudden, like, people are singing along with me. And I'm like, yes, this is awesome. Like, we're all, like, singing this great song yeah, or whatever. Like, we're all just, like, chilling and getting ready for the game. Yeah, we're like, the super high note for, for Broadway. Everyone's like, be quiet. You don't want to interrupt them. Right. Right. Exactly. And it took so much pressure off, I feel. Oh that, gosh. like, everyone was just, like, singing along, having fun with you. Because, like, no offense. It's also, like, the sports people. So, like, they're not, like, super good singers or whatever. Like, like you know, like, no one's really going to judge you for how well you sing at a sporting event. Unless you're, like, Beyonce or Lady Gaga or whatever. Like, obviously, everyone's going to watch that. Anyways, that's beside the point. So... After I was done singing the national anthem, I hopped back in my car, went back to oh, my show, made it for the show, got there at the five minute call. It was it was a mess. Five it was a minutes. Ma- yeah, I, it was craziness, but everything was okay. It's all good. It was the like such a rush. The adrenaline in me was going crazy. One of my best shows ever. Not a big deal. Yeah. Humble brag. Um, no, like yeah, like Loki. Adrenaline. But also, yeah. I wasn't playing Peter, so that was good. Like I played Peter in the matinee, and then played Jack in the evening show. Mm-hmm. So like Jack's just really rambunctious and everything. So like it worked. It, I didn't have good. to be depressed after just singing the national anthem at a Giants game but it, I was so upset because like you know like you said like you sing at the uh, the national anthem and you hopefully stay and watch the game 
Um, and I wasn't able to because I had to go to the show. So they were so nice and they found a Sunday where they were performing at night and I only had a three o'clock show. So then they invited me in, like put me in a box and whatever. Like it was awesome. And like, it it was just a great time, a really classy move by that organization. Um, and it was just so fun. Yeah, it was the best. So that being said, should we sing a little happy trails? How does, wait, how does Happy Trails go? Because in every show that I've ever done, I've been pretty much the first one to leave. No, no, no. You don't sing Happy Trails. Oh, well, I am. The I person shall sit, getting. I shall sit back then and, and enjoy. Well, you can totally sing with me because I don't want to sing it by myself. But. What? Uh, you said not sing. Well, like literally, like technically, like in shows, they don't really sing like the person who's being sent off. But. This is no, it's okay. What is, We're the, just what is the melody? I feel okay. So I'll, I'll do it like slowly so that everyone, okay. Oh, by the way, this is the word of the day. This is the word of the week oh, drama, dictionary. drama dictionary. Happy trails. You sing this song. I'm gonna, I'll do it slowly so everyone can do it and then we can do it for real and send Sydney off by singing it for real with everyone at everyone's last on whoever's last show it is in a show. On their last performance, right before the show, or right before, like, half hour, really, half hour call, you all get together, and you sing Happy Trails, and it's just a way of celebrating them and their contributions to the show and what they've brought, and they're just celebrating the person who's leaving and celebrating a great run. So everyone gets together, the cast, even like stage manager, wardrobe, like literally everyone, the whole company, they all get together and we have a little send off. Sometimes there's cake, cupcakes, cookies, some treats, you know, all of these things just to celebrate um, whoever may be leaving. And it could be multiple people. Oh my gosh. Wait, Happy Trails is by Roy Rogers and Dale Evans. Yeah. Just like the Roy Roger, the drink. Yeah. That's so... What? Okay, here we go. Happy trails to you until we meet again. Happy trails to you. Keep smiling on till then. Happy trails to you until we meet again. Okay. Oh, so redo so redo your Yeah. So it's a little song and it goes like this. Happy trails to you until we meet again. Happy trails to you. Keep smiling on till then. Happy trails to you until we meet again. And Whoa. that's it. Oh my gosh, Eli. Yeah, yeah. so it's a little fun. It's, uh, yeah, so there's, it basically repeats itself and then like has like your, all your variations of it that you could do. Um, and you can just have fun with it. That's like the best part of the song. And it's a shortened version of the song Happy Trails by Roy Rogers and Shirley Temple. No, I'm just kidding. That's not <laughs> just Roy Rogers. Um, so, yeah. So if we all want to join together and sing a little Happy Trails to Sydney. And it's just like this fun little thing. And everyone's like clapping along and we're celebrating because we although everyone's crying at the same time we want to try to celebrate them in the best way possible but we're gonna miss them so much so uh it's just this fun little thing that it's a tradition that they do in the theater so so is it so is a until we meet again is that it is does it until we meet again until we 
meet again. again. Yeah. Again. It's like a little scale. Till we meet again. Right. Again, again. Which one is it? Again, again. Have a chance to hear until we meet again. Meet again, again. Oh my. Uh, until we meet again. Yeah. Okay. And then obviously, <laughs> obviously it's kind of little. It's a little hard, but we'll do a little harmony because obviously I can't sing in your your octave. Um, <laughs> when the whole company gets together, everyone does like seven part harmony, and it's this beautiful thing, and it's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like everyone's doing like their own little thing, and we're all just like having a good time celebrating. So. Everyone at home, Sydney and I are going to sing a little Happy Trails, and you can sing along with us and create whatever harmony you guys want. Should we Should we do it? Yes, let's do it. Okay. I, this feels like singing Happy Birthday to myself, but... <laughs> <laughs> but It's that same celebration mentality. <laughs> we want to celebrate you and all of your amazing work and time that you've put into producing and creating Take A Vow Podcast. For all the listeners and for helping me out along the way, uh, you're the best. You, so, sh- shall we begin? Yes, I'll sing the happy trails part. You sing all the other lines. Okay. Ready? <laughs> happy trails to me until we meet again. Happy, happy trails to me. Keep smiling on till then. Happy trails to me. <laughs> Until we meet again. Yes. Yay. That was so fun. (laughs) I hope you all sang along with us because we need to celebrate Sydney and we need to celebrate. um, What are we on? 36? 36 or something. Guys, what is happening? Um, It's the... It's the 36th episode, Ooh. you everyone. Oh my goodness. Oh my so thank you so much for all of your hard work the past 36 plus weeks. <laughs> and uh, just giving everyone uh, some entertainment and including myself. This has been extremely entertaining for me doing thank, this with you. Thank you, Eli. Thank you for, for bringing me along for this. Thank you for all of your hard work. I've learned so much from this. And oh my goodness. This is not goodbye, goodbye. So we don't have It's to- a happy trails until we meet again. Until we meet again. Um, yes. But I mean, I'm so excited to see where this podcast goes. I am i am it's going to be its number one supporter thank you very much (laughs) and and you're the best and and thank and uh, this is someone we actually don't thank you know thank on this uh podcast a lot but thank you tessie who is our editor you are incredible oh my gosh thank you and thank you to the broadway podcast network I mean, this is this has been such a wonderful learning experience, and I'm excited to you know come back in the future sporadically and just just to watch this podcast grow and watch this fan base grow and watch you, Eli, where where oh. we take this podcast. I'm I'm ex- so excited to see where it goes, and thank you so much for this adventure. Oh my God! Of course, you don't have to thank me. You're you know you're part of my family and you're part of the Take a Bow family, always and forever. So just a huge thank you and helping with everything, literally, like you just grow, helping this podcast get to where it is today. And uh, we definitely couldn't have done it without each other. So it definitely wouldn't be the same podcast. So. 
thank you and thanks to everyone who's continued to listen and allowed us to continue this yeah i myself thank you to all our listeners yeah i'm i'm extremely excited to figure out this whole next phase of take a bow but it's gonna be it's gonna be fun and we have a great lineup in february coming up celebrating black history month as we all know it's in february so i'll be having all black guests to to highlight black stories and just how their with their shows that they've been in and their experience being black in the business and um, just everything. So just wanting to raise their voices and let them be heard and share their stories and experience. So we're very excited. It, we have actors and producer uh, and stage managers coming on. Uh, or I have that's so yeah. Weird. I was about to. I was, li- I was listening to you say we, and oh my I was god, like, Ooh, this is so. I don't. I don't like that. I don't <laughs> like that. Um, that's gonna take a second to get used to. Um, so yeah. So thank you all for listening. It's gonna be a, a great time. I also have some other guests in the in the work that'll happen after February, but they are recorded. I can't believe that. That's so bizarre. Um, I I've actually recorded ahead for once. I I, I don't know. That's just something that we hadn't done since the first right week yet the ones for february aren't yet so we'll, we're figuring it all out yeah so we're very excited i'm very excited to continue to grow this podcast and just to continue to stay connected with all of you listening and it's gonna be it's gonna be a blast and we're we're really excited to see where this takes us and um i'll definitely keep you all updated I don't know, in somewhere down the line, I may get another weekly co-host, but uh, for now, I'll be taking over solely, and I'm so excited. So yeah, we'll, we'll, I'm excited. Yeah, I don't know. And I can say this now, because Eli's now a, a solo host. Everyone, go to, to the Take About Patreon and and become a patron you this i mean the patreon helps so much with continuing the podcast and especially you know now that that it's it's going to be eli riding solo at least for the indefinite uh future go to go to patreon there are many different there are many different levels and it will do a lot in supporting this this podcast and in supporting eli and um yeah i and it ex- i can and and to and to support uh, tessie who is our who is our yes. who is our uh, wonderful editor and eli's sister and so yeah i can say this because because it's it's oh my gosh podcast now so go to patreon you guys you're too much <laughs> oh my gosh but seriously the patreon is awesome it's a great way to like literally we're really trying to form a community now and like have this great um family i guess of take about really, i mean like we have we really do have a family on patreon yeah and it's been so cool to see it grow and it's it's a great thing because you all who uh join and become supporters uh will not only be a part of our family and everything but also you'll be able to have like fun benefits that like not other many other people have and due to the wonderful support of our um patrons so far i actually have a few fun surprises coming up that sydney you will absolutely be receiving as well as all the patreons so we're very excited about about these these new fun things that literally without the patrons couldn't have been possible oh my god so huge shout out to them and they're really really helping just this podcast continue to happen every week thank you to our patrons thank you 
to yeah just thank you so much all right so let's wrap it up <laughs> it's been it's been a pleasure it's been it's been a blast i mean this has been a year of our life this is crazy yeah. like it's been unreal i know um so thank you for sharing this experience with me uh and thank you to the listeners who have listened to take a vow so far um don't forget to like continue sharing it with people and like spreading the word you know um <laughs> yeah and we're i'm excited that like to continue to do this and continue to give everyone a form of entertainment and sydney you're the best and i hope i and i wish you the best of luck on all of your future endeavors as i'm sure all of the listeners do as well yeah eli i am i'm just so impressed by your drive and your dedication and i'm just so excited to see where this podcast goes well that literally means the world to me so thank you um but i do have to do one more thing before we go and it's something that i've been wanting to do for so long um i i don't know i don't know it's just fun to like say it for our guests so like i've always wanted to say it like for one of us but tony nominee sydney lucas <laughs> take your final bow oh my god not actually final bow but seriously take a bow sydney lucas Eli Tokash, I think that you deserve to take a bow um, for, oh my for everything that you have done and are continuing to doing, uh, continuing to do. Um, let's just, I, I guess let's, you know, let's take a bow together. Of course, <laughs> let's do it. Ready? We're bowing. Yeah, we're bowing right now. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, yeah, th- this has been a blast. Thank you so much. And thank you to our listeners. Peace. See you next week. (laughs) Sick beat, am I right? For our curtain call, we wanted to give a few special thank yous to Nikki Torsha and Cormac Collinon for our amazing music, Giselle Bustos for designing our logo, and Tessie Tokash and Sydney Lucas for editing our episodes. Feel free to subscribe and leave a review on whatever platform you are currently listening to us from. This podcast wouldn't be possible without the help of Dory Berenstein, Alan Seals, Brittany Bigelow, and Katie Rosen at the Broadway Podcast Network, as well as our top patrons, Henry Friedman, Brian Thompson, PCC, and Patrick McNamara. Speaking of, if you enjoyed this week's episode of Take A Bow, go check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash TAB and become a patron today. Through our Patreon, you will form a relationship with us and get an inside look on what goes into this podcast. To learn more about this podcast, visit bpn.fm forward slash takeabow and follow us on Instagram at takeaboutpodcast where you can contact us with any feedback, suggestions, or questions and keep up with all things takeabout. See you next week. Bye, everyone. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.